we go to live to Towie country, uh, where we are thrilled to be joined by someone who didn't actually make um, the cast of Towie. Too good looking, apparently. Uh, it's a very good morning to Varun Chopra. How are you doing, Chops? Morning, Moots. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, it looks like you've got a bit of a Towie pad there by the looks of it. It's all looking, you know, the, the <laughs> recessed lighting and all that, the white wall. Yeah, they, they keep rejecting my applications, unfortunately. <laughs> after, now I've got a bit more time on my hands. I'll keep trying. <laughs> so, um, big news is that you've uh, announced that you're retiring from uh, first-class cricket after... Um, I didn't realize just how long your career's been. I mean, you've been you've been around a while now, haven't you? Yeah, I think I signed my first professional contract in like 2005 with Essex and went on the preseason tour there to South Africa. Um, so many memories. Obviously, I can, can still remember that first tour and you know so many days um, leading up to this event. But um, you know, 70 odd years in the game. Um, you know, something that I'm really proud of. Obviously, this. Been highs and lows, and uh, you know some days you'll, you days you want to forget, days you will never forget. Um, but all in all, you know it's it's been a really fun journey. But it all start for you. You're you're Essex born and bred uh, from uh, from Ilford. Um, was uh, how old were you when you first sort of started picking up a bat and then realizing that you were sort of half good at the game? Yeah, um, it, mainly my, my dad introduced me to the game, so he took me down to the to Joe's, the Ilford Cricket School. Oh yeah. Um, let's see, I think I was about about six years old at the time. Um, just loved it. I used to get dropped off every Saturday to play the indoor cricket games um, every Saturday at Joe's. And if it was a player short, I'd fill in. Otherwise, I'd just sit there all day and watch, really. And parents would just drop me off at nine in the morning and pick me up at five at night or something like that. And I would play as much as I could. Um, I think that's how the nickname Tiddle started. Um, <laughs> so I used to be really small really as a kid. And then I was always playing up with up, up, uh, older boys and upper age groups and things like that. So that's where uh, Joe gave me that nickname. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously Ilford Cricket School still still running, still running, still the hub of the East London cricket, I guess. And it's, you know, still you can't get a lane there if you want to try and book a, yeah. Book a net. Yeah, I went down there when I was when I was, was young as well. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like legendary status in Essex cricket, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's remarkable. You know, you still got a bit of a leaky roof and the facilities aren't <laughs> the best or or this and that, but it's still the place to go and uh, learn your cricket and, and to practice and, and just to be around other good cricketers, to be honest. It amazes me when you go there and you see like tiny little kids, um, but they've got technique already. You know, you can see that they can bat and they yeah. can send a ball down and you just think, my God, you know. Oh, it's amazing. I, I mean, I think they've got a little Instagram page now. So um, T-Brown, the coach there, who runs it, puts up a few of the videos daily and, and they're amazing. I think yeah. Like, they got proper techniques. So how, how, you know? So you know. Hopefully, they uh, come through the system and uh, stay in love with the game. Yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, and it's sort of part of a, a conveyor belt throughout Essex, where you have like Ilford, and then you go on to things like the Essex Academy, where that you know the next stage of that progression. Now, that's how you went through, and uh, I keep banging on about this on the show about the, the academy and urge people to go down there and have a look at the honours board because it is an amazing array of talent. Um, that was picked up and have come through that system, and you obviously being one of them. Yeah, it's a um, it's a fantastic academy. Obviously, seen other academies as well around around the country. I, I can easily say Essex was was ahead of the game really in terms of their academy and and the players they produced um, show that really. Um, I think it. I'm not quite sure why um, it's better than the others, but I think the main reason when I was in the academy was just the people that around you. So. You know, we just have people like Keith Fletcher, Graham Gooch, 
John Charles was running it back in the day, then Peter Such towards the later end, Terry Charrington. Um, all these coaches were just actually really, really good coaches. And um, they just gave us all proper basics of the game, proper groundings. Um, I think Essex has always been lucky where it does produce good young cricketers. So once you are in a bit of an environment with 10 other good young cricketers, you know, you you help each other and you you kind of inspire each other, the competition starts and, you know, you want to be better than your mate and things like that. So that sort of healthy healthy competition in a kind of a select group, I think naturally doesn't make you better as well. Um, but no, I can't speak high enough of this, this academy and, uh, you know, very grateful for what they did for me um, in my career. Did you have any famous um, contemporaries alongside you at that stage? Um, so my year was... I think I was in the first, was I in the first or the second academy group? So Alistair Cook was obviously um, an academy graduate. Yeah. Um, I don't think Ravel actually was ever on the academy, um, but we had he like... came a different Mervyn way, Ravel, didn't he? Mervyn Westfield. Um, yeah. Who else would have been there? Adam Weeter. I think Tom Wesley. Um, a lot of the guys really that have coming through yeah. the Essex ranks now have all come through the academy. It doesn't mean you have to be on the academy, I must add, like... Nick Brown, perfect example, didn't wasn't on the academy, a bit of a late developer, shall we say? Um, don't like that word, but was it on the academy? Uh, but still, obviously having a you know a really good career. So um, you don't have to be on the academy. I don't want to say to everyone you must be on the Essex academy to become an Essex player. Um, it's not the case, but um, you know if you do get on the academy, it's, it's a good place to be. It's a good point actually, because um, the good example or you've already given uh, Brownie, but um, Tamal Mills didn't come that route. I mean, he didn't pick up a cricket ball till he was fourteen. Yeah. Um, and then sort of exploded onto the scene, uh, came through with Essex and obviously moved on to, to Sussex and uh, back part of the England setup again after all of his injury problems. So uh, you're right, you don't need to go the one way to get into no. professional cricket. No, definitely not. So you explode into the Essex side uh, and at the time the youngest guy to make a century on debut against Gloucestershire. What was that like? <laughs> I, it was obviously great. I mean, I didn't, I kind of went into the Essex first team not really knowing. When you go into an Essex first team, from my experience, you don't really know what cricket is about, to be honest. So I didn't really know the players because back then it used to be more of a first team, second team, and the, the change rooms didn't mix. It was kind of like us and them a little bit. It was a bit more divided. Um, so I went in there, like I probably hadn't even spoke to some of the guys in the team ever before. Like I didn't really know them very well personally. Um, but you, you go into the, the side, obviously, Ronnie Rani was captain. He was really good with young players then, um, just giving you confidence and backing you. And I just went out and played, just just took it as another game of cricket, really, which I think is the is the best thing to do as a, as a young player. And when you are young, you don't have any fear. You just go and play. And there's no skeletons. There's no what ifs or anything like that. You just go and bat. I, just, I went out and batted and, and scored 100. Um, <laughs> as you out, second innings. And then it was like, oh, yeah, great. Like, just just what you do kind of thing like when you play school cricket when you play for even sec 11 you know, your job is to go and score 100 and you think yeah just try and do the same thing again and uh luckily obviously it started off pretty well for me on my first season um and yeah that always helps i guess <laughs> when you get off to a good start yeah and then and, and you sort of uh, pulled on the england shirt for the under 19s as well and um uh captain of england under 19s against uh, sri lanka and uh, then against india the following year yeah. So yeah, I always enjoyed captaincy. Um, 
I was, a, I guess, I was a student of the game. I used to always watch the game. I used to like watching the good players bat, ball, field, or whatever, and try and study and analyze and copy and imitate and and whatever. So I, I always enjoyed the uh, tactical side of things. I was, I was never really good at bowling or anything like that, to be honest. So uh, I just. Uh, something to keep me occupied, to be honest, as well. I'm out on the field, you might as well captain. And it helped, it did help me, I think, throughout the career, just the leadership and uh, taking the mind off just batting, to be honest. So, yeah, um, for me, it was a good thing. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed captaincy. Who did you um, sort of look up to in terms of being uh, role models as captains? Um, I mean, obviously, we had Nasser growing up. So his dad was like my, my grandfather, Um I guess he he did a lot for the English game in general and for the sort of you know like the Asian cricketers in 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 the game. Um, so Michael Vaughan at the time when he won the, the two thousand and five Ashes was was yeah. inspiring. It's how they kind of took the Aussies on for the first time. What I'd ever seen where someone had actually stood up to those Aussies kind of thing and, and took them on head to head. Um, so that was well that was you know inspiring. Um, yeah, the things other things you just learn you know speaking to. Getting to speak to people like Andy Flower and, you know, these guys with such great cricket brains. Um, you know, you just talk to them, you start talking about cricket in the bar or in the hotels or before the games and the drive into the grounds and you're just constantly learning from these people. And I was, I was lucky I played with some great players, like yeah. a ridiculous list of players. So I was just, you know, silly not to pick their brain. <laughs> uh, and you just sort of mentioned um, uh, Vaughan's... Uh taking on the Australians. You had a little stint down there yourself, didn't you? Williton, Williton Dragons, was it? Yeah, uh, Williton. Loved them time there. Um, yeah, three years, three out of four years, obviously. Another thing, uh, Graham Gooch is kind of uh, academy or sort of scholarship kind of scheme. We used to send a few of our six players out there and, and just learn about ourselves, play cricket. Um, and it was great. I loved it. I loved it. The, the, the culture, the system, obviously just growing up being away at 18 19 year old by yourself uh you know it it, it, it does just make you mature doesn't it really quick uh, um, yeah but a really good club good people uh, still in contact with a few of them and uh no I, was, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I went well I went back there three times in four years so I think that that says enough how much I enjoyed it <laughs> well I've had some decent names go through that I was looking at some of their um their old boys um Liam Livingston Michael Beer Alan Mullally, Cameron Bancroft, um, yeah. not too shabby. And yeah, Alistair Cook. Alistair Cook. Oh, did he? Years old. Um, Brad Hogg. Um, wow. Sean Marsh, I think, was a junior there as well. So, so what is yeah. it about that club that gets these players? Um, I think it was just good people. Good people when you wanted to play there. The, the facilities were okay. They weren't, it wasn't one, it's not one of the big clubs in Perth. It's not one of the... You know the, the the big branded recognizable clubs, but um, no, it was just a good team with with good people that kind of worked hard and uh, I guess punched above their weight in many ways. Yeah, uh, and obviously um, synonymous with Essex, but you had a, a decent stint with Warwickshire. Um, uh, Twenty ten, you moved up there to Edgbaston, and um, you had a pretty successful time. Uh, and uh, won some silverware, um, county championship, and um, the uh, the T20 title as well. So, uh, was that a big culture change going there from Essex? Yeah, it was. Um, it was something that was definitely needed for me. It was a, it was a great move. I think I had probably I probably had my most successful years at Warwickshire, to be honest, um, personally. Um, but it was it was it was a team when I joined, which was kind of 
in production. It was going through a bit of a transition phase. Um, so there was an opportunity there. But the same thing, I, I went there. I didn't know anyone about the squad. Um, I think I was actually in Australia when I signed my contract to, to go there. Um, I don't think Essex were too happy at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and it just happened. I just I just looked there. I spoke to two people. I thought, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's let's if I'm gonna make cricket work, I think I need to move. It's a big club, it's got good facilities, whatever. Let's let's just do it. I think Jilo was in charge. I heard good things about him. So I said, right, let's just do it, let's commit and uh take it on. And and thankfully it worked out. And as you said, had a lot of success, won every trophy there. Um, you know, some some good personal moments and yeah, it was just part of a good team again. It was, it was just a good team to we built a good team together. I've got a lovely photo of uh, of you at Lords for the for the Royal London Cup final when you're playing Durham. Uh, and my son, who's now a strapping seventeen year old, was mascot that day. <laughs> he's still yeah, there looking at sheepish as you like doing the toss. Um, but he's still got. Yeah, no, but he's not so innocent now. <laughs> uh, no, not at all, not at all. Um, but it was a good time, like you said. Then you came back to Essex. Um, and um, seem to sort of have morphed into sort of a, a white ball specialist. He's, you know, scoring runs. Yeah, a little bit. It kind of, I think, cricket, your roles always evolve and you've got to try and, I guess, play where you're going to add value. Um, obviously, with four-day selection was coming, was, was pretty tricky for me. Um, it was, there's always a kind of a, a bit of a stumbling block or someone kind of blocking my path to get in or whatever. Um, so... When I did play, it didn't quite work out. So white ball, I guess, just naturally evolved. I started to learn how to hit a few sixes and, uh, yeah, had a couple of good seasons on the white ball side. And obviously, um, yeah, it's good fun. Always playing at Chumpsford in, in the T20 games or the 50 over games. It's always a good wicket. The white ball disappears. And, you know, when you hit a couple into the river, it's, it's a nice feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. In that, in that sort of all-conquering 2019 season where Essex won County Championship and that day at Edgbaston when they won the blast. God, what a night that was. Um, but I mean, it was nearly there in the in the Royal London as well, wasn't it? I mean, you got three centuries that year. And uh, it, for one at one moment, it did look like, God, we're going to win absolutely everything. Um, but uh, yeah, you were a big part in that charge in the, in the Royal London, weren't you? Yeah, 50 ever kept. It's always a game I've, I've enjoyed. Um, it's about in the top of the order. You get two white balls filled up. It's, it's quite nice, I guess. Um Physically, probably the hardest game, to be honest. <laughs> um, um, now, my 50 ever record was, was something I'm pretty proud of. It was, it was, it was good fun, obviously. Got to Lords, I think, four occasions. One, one two, lost two with uh, various tip of Essex and Warwickshire. So that was, I guess, pretty good. Um, and no, it's always a, it's a good format. And Essex has generally always been a decent white ball side, even back in the day. Yeah. Slightly different, but it was um, always good fun playing at Essex and white ball cricket. All right, so when when you stand back and look at your career, forget the low points. Don't don't look at the low points. Is there any one moment that you look back on and think that was the best moment of my cricketing career? You got a high point, oh. uh, and that doesn't include playing at Billericay on the <laughs> the, the Lords of Essex. <laughs> Um, yeah, unfortunately, I played a bit too much at Billericay for the last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's a very difficult question. I mean, there's certain games you always remember. There's certain moments in games, I guess. Um, I mean, your first, like my first champ, my first innings, I'll always remember, obviously, uh, 100 on debut. Um, 
you'll always remember the sort of the first trophy, the first major trophy winning the championship was great. First time, well, both times to be honest, is an amazing achievement to win the a championship trophy once. I mean, so many great players go through careers without winning a trophy, you know. So for me to have won, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it was a team's fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, there was that day-night game against Middlesex recently, uh, a couple of years ago, where we won in the last yeah, over. With yeah, yeah, God. Armitage, Wickets, that pink ball game, which was just just a fantastic game to win. Like, you know, so there's so many moments. The yeah, T20 yeah, finals yeah. day, probably when I captained Warwickshire, was something you'll never forget as well but um there's been so many it's difficult you even small things you remember small partnerships with your mates you know because you want to play with your mates so you remember seeing like me and ravi hitting glamorgan all around the ground at chumpswood for for half an hour an hour it was was just great fun you know what i mean like it's just it's just cool you just want to keep doing it (laughs) it's just yeah it's a shame you you weren't around when it was rav's benefit year we had a bit of a laugh that year yeah, I was I was running that, and uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, <laughs> so many stories, but that, that's for another time. That's for a pint of beer, that one. But uh, <laughs> uh, and the greatest player. So yeah, I mean, you say about your mates, but um, was there ever a moment where you looked across the dressing room and were completely starstruck to be playing alongside someone? I know you've played alongside so many top players, but was there any moment where you just sort of almost lost it, thinking, "What am I doing here"? I think there's been moments where you, you you see people play or train and you're like, right, that's that's the level, that's they you know they're they're a cut above or these guys are properly properly good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you do you do see that in players. Um, obviously, you could you could see it with with Rav as a kid and with with Alistair Cook from an early age. You know, you, obviously Cookie was the best opener that I've ever played with. Or, See or you know or played against to be honest, he'll definitely make the eleven. Um, but no, they just they just did something slightly differently. Do you know what I mean? Their consistency was just was just at another level. Yeah. Talking about the trots, bells, wokeses, um, these guys, they were just so consistent day out, day in day out, and their level was so high. And the fact that they could repeat was something that I was always. Um, in admiration of, like, I would have good days where I'd feel right. Okay, I can bat as well as so and so, but then I'll be rubbish the next day, and then I'll be good again a week later, and then I'll be rubbish the day after that. And it was that consistency was kind of something that I, I, I could never really do as well as you know the really top players. Even when they had a bad day, they still got fifty or thirty or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And they still yeah, contribute. Yeah, yeah, it's a fine margin, so, isn't it? Yeah, margins. yeah, but that's what the the really good players definitely did. Okay, so cricket over. Um, got a young family, two young boys. Congratulations yeah. and, uh, Thank you. to your missus as well. Um, you've been picking up the microphone a bit the last couple of years, and I gather that you're off to go and help the BBC with their IPL coverage. Is, is that your next move? Yeah, um, something that I've sort of dabbled with um, when cricket permitted. So now that I've got more time, I'd definitely like to explore that. But I think... For, for me, for now, we've got a, I've got a little bit of time um, just to assess. I've got a couple of irons in the fire, I guess, um, and so I think I'll just work out what what I enjoy the most, you know, yeah. what, what pays the bills the best, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what what makes you happy, kind of thing. Do you know what fits in with the family life, family schedule? And we'll see. I said two young boys, 
knackered at the moment <laughs> so yeah on, on the night shifts and uh just trying to get my sleep when i can but um no looking forward to the future um at the moment you know not missing the game or not no regrets about leaving the game at all which is a good sign yeah um, so yeah just just looking forward to what the future brings right before i let you go i've got two things that i just need to uh do firstly on behalf of all Essex fans and behalf of all cricket fans and lovers, thank you for giving us all so much entertainment and uh, no, pleasure. No, seriously, you. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, it, you know, you do things that a lot of us just dream about, and uh, you know, to see people performing that level and, and giving so much entertainment is a big thing. So, you know, many, many thanks. Second thing, uh, second thing on this show, <laughs> we ask all of our guests to come up with some musical requests. You are no exception. You're not getting away with it. So I would like you to request a track which we will play straight after I finish this chat. Okay, um, a track. Um, Anything you want. Okay. Um, it's a Tom Zanetti song called Didn't Know. Perfect. Right. The upbeat. It wakes yeah. me up in the mornings. Um, gets me in a good mood type song. Yeah, at the moment it's, it's probably my favourite. Other than that, it's Baby White Noise. So <laughs> you could choose. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, always a pleasure good to see you looking so well big smile on your face and um, Thanks, all the best mate um, I'm sure we'll catch up uh, in the near future uh, and we'll have to drag you down to the studio so you can uh, practice some of your broadcasts yeah too. man enjoy listening to your show keep uh, <laughs> keep doing it it makes, makes people laugh so well yeah. done everything that's right a bit like when I used to play cricket that made people laugh as well so. <laughs> <laughs> Baron Chopra superb cricketer and I'm sure we'll go on to bigger and better things now that he's hung his bat up. So many thanks for joining us on 98 Not Out. Thanks, buddy.